I was at uh, Green Lake, Green Lake Park, just a bit ago, taking a walk in this early spring day, cloudy and still cold. Um, and in the park is a basketball court outside. And on one side, some kids were playing, and on the other hoop side, there was a, a lady, an older lady, with a headset on, just shooting around. So I just got the inclination to ask her if I could uh, shoot around a few, few hoops with her. And she's like, ah, no, I'm doing some practice. I'm like, oh, okay, you know. So I, I just, you know, continue my way, walk back to where my car was. But, you know, it was partly came up when I have been thinking about making requests and asking, you know. So I'd ask, and I felt a little flustered. Now, this is, this is an ongoing thing for me to continue to step, step up. Because um, I don't like to hear the knower put myself out there lots of times. But as I'm walking back, there's uh, in the parking lot, it's, there's um, this old building. And it houses a little tavern called the Little Red Hen. And the Little Red Hen is where I've been doing some line dancing and some karaoke singing. And on the side of the building, as I was walking down to the park, there's a bit of the history with some pictures of uh, this building and the Little Red Hen. The Little Red Hen was established in 1934, so it's been there forever. And inside it does look old. It's an old with a little stage, a little dance area, and a bar. I mean, it seems like it's out of the 70s right now, but 1934. And the history was right where this um, Little Red Hen is. And some other buildings, there's a Starbucks and some stores that's been developed, is where the original log cabin was where the first um, person there to get a, um, what would they call it, where you could uh, come west and show that you were working the land and you could pay $10 homesteading. That's it. Homesteaded the land. I think he got 168 acres in this area. He did homestead it. He put an orchard in there, cleared. There were a lot of trees here, cleared the trees. And I think 18 years later, after living there and um, even mingling with the local uh, Indians, etc. He sold it to the next tenant who became the mayor of Seattle um, for $15,000. So that was a good investment for him. Ten bucks, he had to work the land, then 15000 which was equivalent uh, on the chart there to $400,000 today. So but just getting a little sidetracked, um, this history of this place. Now, coming back, I'm thinking, you know, uh, am I going to go tomorrow night, which is every Monday night, it's been the line dancing and the karaoke singing. Am I going to go or not? Now, because the big question is, as of a week ago, life has changed big time here. The first cases of coronavirus um, have were detected in Kirkland. Um, this is about 10 days ago or so. And then all of a sudden, everything's changed perceptions, what people are doing, and what the future might bring. So, you know, public events are being canceled. Social dancing that I was doing is canceled. It's, um, we're really at the beginning phases here of some big changes in which might have very uh, powerful economic impacts going forward. So, um, that's the thought. But in the thinking about whether to do the karaoke, which is new to me, um, I thought about this idea of putting yourself out there and like I'm doing it 
partly because I just want to overcome the fear of getting up there and doing it. So, and, and I thought inside, this is all coming together now, I'll bring it together in a few thoughts. When I was in the store before I walked down to the park, I looked at the outside magazine. And then there's a new book coming out by a lady and it's called Nerve. And she's addressing the idea of fear in this book she had this car accident and she thought about wow what what's this about fear after the car accident and then she started researching that so the book about fear um my fears and then going down and asking this lady you know am i afraid to ask and get turned down um and then the karaoke singing and should i do it tomorrow and then the last part is this mindfulness meditation so in a nutshell part of the idea of this um, awareness meditation is for example when I ask you're aware of just what's happening the experience of what's happening now so when I asked the lady to you know shoot some hoops and she said no then after that then there's thoughts and feelings that arise right and so then the next level of this mindfulness meditation is become aware of those thoughts and feelings that you're having about what's happened about the event so you're moving back peeling an onion a little bit and becoming aware and just putting focus on that without judgment so you're focusing on judgments without judgment it's an interesting way to think but then when you start practicing you know it start become you, you start to get the sense that's different so full circle to this idea of okay am I gonna go sing tomorrow do I wanna put that out there I had actually um, had dinner with a couple friends yesterday and we were talking about that and I, and they asked well about the character and I, I did say you know I'm doing it to just as much to overcome my fear so as I'm walking I'm thinking getting this sense of what does that really mean so each time I go up there I'm saying I'm doing this to overcome my fear and you can just take example in your life or of anything from small to large. So I just had this epiphany of like, as the story, the energy structure says, I'm doing this to overcome fear. So I'm afraid to get up and do this singing. So it's raised up as a thought, feeling, which is legitimate. It's there. But it's something different than what I've been thinking it might be, according to the science of the mind and some other in, uh, understanding. So I thought, oh, am I, if I just erect that reason and then go up and sing and I've been having a great time and you know, it's gone up pretty well, I can do okay with the singing. But then if it's just saying every time, how many times do I have to say I'm doing it to overcome the fear and, and when's the point when it's overcome? That was the moment of epiphany as I'm just coming back from the park. Like, wait a minute. If I'm pulling these things up and saying they're there, pulling up that, that barricade I have to jump over in the mind, it's just in thoughts or energy appearing. And then I fortify myself against it and have to jump over it. What's going on there really? So it's just repeated, repeated, repeated until when? Until when is it 
gone? When does it disappear? So addressing the thought of bringing it up and the reasoning and then that, that thought process, maybe that's the quicker path to just let dissolve. So fears and challenges and what we perceive in what we can do or who we are actually even like, I am this or I am this way are, um, what would you say, points to put attention on and, and see. So it is possible then to let that go and dissipate in a way where that won't be the story or the, the, the cycle or have to be. Because firstly, in many of these things, in this instance, this isn't a physical challenge like um, people run around Green Lake there. It's a, what, two miles, two and a half miles? You know, they're running and I'm like, I was thinking about starting to run. I'm like, oh, I don't know, you know, my knees are a little tired. And, you know, that's a physical thing. There's limitations too to the physical world. But these, this thing, or speaking up, uh, is a mental thing. You know, you've got a voice. It doesn't take too much energy if, I got, if I'm healthy just to stand up there. And I even might sing poorly, but that's not even part of it. Um, it's perception, so it's a psychological mind game. So that's the thought. I wanted to get this down and this whole little thing that came together that was brought up and I had that epiphan... Is that a word? Epiphanonic? No. Epiphany moment where, huh, look at this. What's this little... It's being pulled up every time. It's like staging a house of the mind just in that moment. Boom, it's pulled up and some, you're in other, we're in other contexts. And then the new stage is just, you know, picture it like staging a house for sale. Shoom, you know, all of a sudden, different furniture, different arrangements for this little mind game that's going on. It's real. I mean, it's real things. It's not, I mean, that's one thing to think about in the sense of, you know, it's super powerful in the way that it's, constructed but but then it's not as we can let go of it this is the end goal too that uh, Sam Harris talks about in this waking up app his approach well it's not his it's he's popularized it too I think it's called Zen Sotran or Sotran or something like that and it's a, a um, mindfulness presence meditation versus some other forms so it's like you're not trying to take on and actually do something or come to a state of enlightenment it's it really is all here right now here in this moment um, so interesting interesting insight for me so um, consider what stories come up from the littlest story in the moments in the very moment when they come up and just kind of attend to them like huh with curiosity right so that's the thought for the moment on this grayish pre-spring Sunday and making a note, putting a little pin on it. Life is changing a lot in the Seattle area, but in the world related to this um, viral outbreak. And uh, over time, we'll see, but uh, there's a lot of interesting things to study about people and our behavior, behavior of crowds. I hope everyone's safe and well. Cheers.